0: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Learning to Sit Still podcast. I want to thank you for listening. And if this is your first time joining me, Welcome. I am so glad you could be here today. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And if you have an extra moment, would you consider leaving a review? It only takes a couple of seconds and helps others find this podcast, or you can share it on your social media platform. If you're looking for some good resources for deepening your faith, just visit sitstillmydaughter.com to see what is available for you. I also have a link in the show notes that allows you to donate to this ministry. Your support helps us in continuing to encourage the hearts of women with the truth of God's word. Also, don't forget about the upcoming Zoom class that will take place next week, Thursday, April 27th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. I am really looking forward to seeing many of you there and getting to know you better as we study what it means to become a woman of the Word. The registration link is in the show notes, so be sure to reserve your spot. I promise it will be a wonderful time as we discuss Bible journaling and how to go deeper in our study of God's Word. Today, I want to take a break from our Daughters of Eve series and talk about a set of verses. That many are familiar with from psalms 139. let's go ahead and read verses 23 and 24. search me o god and know my heart try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting if you're like me You probably grew up hearing these verses quoted on a regular basis, that we should desire for God to search us, to know what is inside of our hearts and our thoughts. We should ask him if there is any wicked way in us and ask that he lead us in the way everlasting. But when I began to really study these two verses and look up what the words meant, I came away with a greater understanding, insight, and perspective, which is why I want to discuss it with you today. Let's start with the word search. It means to penetrate, to examine intimately, to find out. Before we go farther, I want to read what Spurgeon had to say about this idea of asking God to search us. And he said, quote, It is easy to mock God by asking him to search you whilst you have made but little effort to search yourselves and perhaps still less to act upon the result of the scrutiny, Unquote. Please don't let those words fly by you, but take a moment to consider what it really means in our life. We cannot ask God to search us when we don't mean it or have no desire to change the things that are pointed out to us because it is almost as if we are mocking him. This is a request that should not be uttered lightly, but intentionally coupled with the desire to shed off whatever does not belong in our life. And we don't need to fear this examination because God is good, which means that whatever takes place is for our good. Remember, this examination, this search is not going to reveal anything new to God. He already knows all about us. It is for us so that we can grow. And the only ones who can hinder our growth is us. If we refuse to change. After all, what good is it to learn the thing that needs to go if we completely ignore it and go on our own way? It is like someone who asks a doctor to perform an examination and is told of a harmful medical condition that was discovered, yet they refuse to address it or do what's necessary to take care of it. That is what we do when we don't change. And that refusal can lead to other things. Remember, God points out these issues because he loves us and wants what is best for us. He wants to prune our vine, not to hurt us. To help us mature into the believer he desires us to be i pray that we are women who seriously want to be examined so that we can grow into the person god intended us to be the next phrase is know my heart and is in some ways linked to the search the psalmist wanted god to know which means to consider to discern it depicts god's knowledge of people and the heart refers to the mind the inner person why is it important to ask God to consider our heart to discern it because he is the only one who can he alone sees the heart for what it is we can try to deceive ourselves to tell ourselves that our choices our motives were good when they really were not perhaps that is why the psalmist wanted God to share what he saw in his heart with him so that he could address it and change there is nothing that goes on inside of her heart that slips by unnoticed by him. After all, he created it and he knows what is good and bad for it. We must come to him with an attitude that is willing to first be known and then changed. The section try me and know my thoughts was very interesting and not at all what I expected it to be. The word try means to test investigate, prove, which might not come as a surprise, but the definition for thoughts did. It means a disquieting thought, an anxious feeling. Remember that the word know means to discern. So in a way, what is being asked here is examine me and discern my anxieties. I was intrigued and really began to think about what does this mean? I had originally believed that thoughts refer to the mind, what I thought about. Asking God to search and see if there were good thoughts or bad ones. Anxiety was not on my list of possibilities at all. This got my wheels turning. Why would a psalmist want God to investigate his anxieties? And then I thought about a reason. Was he wanting to know the why behind them? What was causing them? What was the root cause? Remember that when we ask God He will answer. If we are struggling with anxieties and we want to know what is causing them, we can go to God for help. Now, I do want to put a plug in about anxieties. There are different levels and causes, and sometimes we do need professional help. My friend Melissa Baker did a wonderful job addressing this in an article she wrote for the Fall Magazine 2021, which is available online, and that link will be in the show notes for you. I encourage you To talk to a friend or a counselor if you need help in this area. But what I'm referring to here is some anxiety caused by maybe unbelief or even misplaced trust. When we take our eyes off the Lord or follow some faulty teaching, it can create anxiety again, this could have been the reason behind the why of why the psalmist asked God to investigate and discern his anxious thoughts. And we can do the same. We can ask God to look deep inside of us and help us know what we need to do, whether that is to examine scripture and see if what we believe about a certain situation is true, which is another reason why our quiet time is so important, because we will continue to learn more about God and his love and his care for us. Or maybe the answer will be to simply cast all of our anxiety on him, as we were told in 1 Peter 5, 7, casting all your care upon him for he careth for you. Sometimes we just need God to remind us of his promises, and that helps to calm our anxious thoughts. Again, please don't hesitate to reach out to a friend or a counselor, it's not wrong. God has placed these people in our life and given others wisdom in how to help someone overcome these feelings. I also want to say if someone does come to you, and shares their struggle with anxiety, please be kind, understanding and compassionate. This is a big step for them and they trusted you enough to open up. You have a precious opportunity to reflect Christ in this moment and I pray that all of us will be ready for that moment if it ever comes. The next phrase, See if there be any wicked way in me was another surprise for me. Again, I assume that it meant if there is any sin in me, which it does imply in a way, but it goes much deeper than that. Wicked carries the idea of a painful way, meaning a harmful habit like idolatry or a sexual sin. Think about that. The Psalmist is asking God to see if there are any harmful habits in his life. Habits can be a good thing or a bad thing. Forming the habit of brushing your teeth will go a long way in making sure that you enjoy them well into your golden years, or having the habit of fixing your bed each morning, even if we will only mess it up again that evening. These are healthy habits that do us and even those around us good. But there are also habits that can be bad and even deadly. Someone who has formed the habit of exaggerating the truth or laziness, will reap the negative consequences. A person who has formed the habit of indulging their flesh will reap a bad harvest, and those who habitually pursue the ways of a strange woman will find that it leads to death. Bad habits always result in damaging consequences, which is why the psalmist asked God to see what was there. Were they present in his life? Because sometimes these habits have become so embedded in our life that we don't even notice them this leads back to why it is important to have God search us in the first place. We can't trust our own findings because we're too lean on ourselves and have an excuse for everything. We need God to address these issues in our life, especially when it comes to the area of habits. Our habitual sins will grieve the Holy Spirit, and the only way to undo it is to respond to his prompting. That is the good news about habits. They can be broken. Will it be difficult? Yes. Because they have worn a path in our mind. But with God's help, we can step off of that path and form a new one. But it must be done in his strength, not ours. This is what happens when we let God truly search our hearts and minds with an attitude that is ready and willing to change, to follow his direction. Where does it lead? To the final request in this verse. Lead me in the way everlasting. The word lead is guide. And the word way means course of life. So the psalmist, after this examination and investigation, asks God to guide him in the course of life because he knows he leads to pleasant places, to green pastures and still waters. He is the good shepherd who leads his sheep to a place where they will grow and mature and that leads eventually to our eternal home. I pray that this is our desire to let go of the reins in our life and let God, our beloved shepherd, have full control over it all. To let him lead us, to guide us in the way, the course of our life that will take us all the way until we take our last breath and cross over from death into eternal life. And that is where we will end today's episode, my friends. Let's be women dwell in the quiet place and let God, the one who loves us with an everlasting love, have complete control in every area of our life. May we be willing to release every sinful, harmful habit and give him the freedom he needs to examine our hearts so that we can become more like him.